Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, I was visiting with an older gentleman one day, and he was talking about his life when he was a kid. He had grown up in the early 50s, and one day he and some other kids decided to steal some things from their neighbor's garden. Before he knew what was going on, a man came out with a gun filled with rock salt. And although he got hit in the leg, he ended up getting all the way back home. Well, when his dad found out what he had done, he was furious and took him out to the woodshed to take care of the issue of disobedience. When I asked him, how did that make you feel? He said, well, I deserved what I got. I had it coming. This reminds me of the Christian life. You know, it's a responsibility of a dad in the home. Uh, to rebuke his children as needed. This is done to correct them and put them on the proper path. Obedience begins in the home, and a dad must rebuke with all authority. Titus chapter 2, verse 15 says, These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. A rebuke is to disapprove of what somebody has said or done. It can be done in a very stern manner or quite angrily depending on the serious nature of the activity. One dictionary defines it as strongly warning or reprimanding somebody for the purpose of correcting bad behavior. In the Christian home, the dad is the patriarchal head of the household. It is his responsibility to rebuke not only his children, but also his wife if she's not being obedient to him. Many people might call that controlling, but they're absolutely right. A sheriff exercises control over others. A judge exercises control over others. A man is required by God to exercise control over his family and to lead them on the path of obedience. Many women don't like that in modern day society. They don't like when a husband exercises authority over them. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of marriage end, marriages end in divorce. Instead of submitting to him, they resist him. Just as the devil resists submission to God. I've always said for 20 years, my whole family knows that marriage is not a democracy. It's an autocracy. And the husband is a head. It's always amazed me that some unbelieving women are more submissive to their own husbands than many of those who profess to be Christian. Whether it's a wife or children, if they profess to believe in Jesus, they are required by the Lord to obey the head of the household. It's clear that those who impenitently choose to resist will receive to themselves damnation. Obedience pleases God. And the Lord Jesus is perfectly obedient to the Heavenly Father as an example unto us. Those who profess Christianity who don't understand obedience to their authority in a home are completely void of the understanding of God. The Apostle Paul was a spiritual dad to the church. And if it was required, he was going to show up and rebuke their disobedience. If there was no compliance, he wasn't going to spare them. 2 Corinthians 13, beginning at verse 1, says, This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I told you before, and foretell you as if I were present the second time, and being absent now, I write to them which heretofore have sinned, and to all other, that if I come again, I will not spare. Many wives can be in complete rebellion to their husband because they have never had a dad when they grew up. Because uh, 
because they never heard any rebukes or corrections, it's completely foreign to them, and they actually think that they're above reproach. This is caused by their own pride. They're so far away from the Christian faith that when they are corrected by their husband, some of them might actually call it abusive. A woman who professes Christianity must never, and I'm saying they must never, usurp over her husband's authority. Reverence and submission towards a husband is required to obtain eternal life, and it's a man's responsibility to rebuke his own household when it's needed. Look at 1 Timothy 5.20. It says, Them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. A Christian rebuke is intended to correct wrong or displeasing behavior. God willing, hopefully will never be needed. But if people reject admonitions and gentle reproofs, then the time has come for something stronger. Hebrews 12, uh, beginning at verse 5. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you are without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. You know, Jesus severely rebuked them in the temple, throwing over tables and scourging them for their disobedience. Today, many people preach a false gospel and they present a false Jesus to the world. They have no idea of the power and authority that he's going to exercise, not only here on the earth, but at Judgment Day, when people are going to be cast away from his presence into a burning lake of fire. That is the final reward for the impenitent. John 2.12 says, After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen, the sheep and doves, and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house an house of merchandise. I can just imagine him just screaming at him, so upset, you know. Titus was commanded to rebuke the church sharply. Titus 1 verse 13 says, This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. A scorner doesn't want to listen to a rebuke, and will choose the path of rebellion instead. Proverbs 13 1 says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not a rebuke. Some people were actually mocking the Apostle Paul, thinking that he wasn't going to do anything about the disobedience going on in the church. But if they really wanted to see the man from the letters, they were going to meet him face to face. 
Um, let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 8 says, For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. For his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such an one think this, that such as we are in word by letters when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. Just like a dad who gets upset and changes his voice, the Apostle Paul would do the same. Galatians 4.20, I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice for I stand in doubt of you. 1 Corinthians 4.21, it says this, What will you? Shall I come unto you with a rod, or in love, and in the spirit of meekness? You know, the Apostle Paul wanted the church to become perfectly obedient to God, out of love. This is our mandate for anybody who professes to love Him. Rebellion and disobedience are qualities that God hates. And to correct the problem, sometimes it requires a trip out to the woodshed. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.